This is the Authentic Dating series brought to you by Ahmad and David. Where we explore what it takes to have a dating life you're excited about. Hey guys, I'm David. I'm Ahmad. And this is the Authentic Dating series. So today we're going to be going over some, some awesome content once again. So we're going to be covering over what we think are the five secrets to a great conversation. Yeah, this is a important topic because people often wonder when they're on a date or when they meet someone off the cuff um, just anywhere like how can they have a good conversation and really spark interest and Mm. leave the other person feeling like they've connected very well Mm. and they've got to know the person and they themselves but also the person speaking has conveyed themselves very well and you've you know, said what you needed to say. Yeah, like you feel like you've presented you who, you know, you've kind of presented you yourself and, the, and who you are and what you're about. Those are things you kind of want to get across. So, yeah, let's just leap straight into it, right? There's no point faffing around. No. Let's get in. The first point here is, is eye contact. You know, I see mm. over the years that a lot of people really struggle with eye contact because it's like sometimes it feels like it could be a bit intense. Um, sometimes people feel like it's, you know, it's a bit weird. Like I always remember I have a, my, one of my old bosses, actually, he had really intense eye contact. I really liked it because it felt like it was really kind of present and really listening to you. But I know that some people did find it a bit awkward and a bit weird. But yeah, go on, AJ. No, I was just wondering then, because I know like when we were putting the topics... Um before this uh, podcast recording you were the one who suggested eye contact and uh, I mean I may understand from my point of view why it's good but why, why would you say it's good because I think it eye contact let's look at the opposite if you don't look at someone you're talking mm. to them and I remember I used to have this this bad habit of looking around the room and being very present to what's going on around me but not necessarily the person I'm talking to but actually it just really leaves you with the feeling that someone's really listening to you and mm. as you you guys can't see but I'm really looking at Ahmad across here <laughs> as we're talking and it does mm. it really and it also draws you in as a listener and as the person and doing the talking as well, the eye contact really kind of locks you in between two people. And obviously you don't want to kind of just stare with your, your eyes wide open, but, and you're going to break obviously because you need to blink. Blinking is really important people. <laughs> it's good to keep your eyes hydrated. Um, but eye contact, I think is really important to, to, for conversation. It just kind of connects two people on a really easy level. Yeah. And as David said, like it's, it, it gives that sense of connection it's actually it's interesting when Dave said that because yeah we naturally as we started doing these podcasts we realized uh, it was important um, without even really talking about it uh, it was just important that we actually look at each other as we're talking so that we can really hear what the other person is saying it's it's like if you're not looking then it's easy to get distracted and have your attention wander off and go elsewhere uh, as I've just done now and realized that I didn't start the timer for this uh, this episode so so, yeah it's it's like uh when when you're with someone to really give them your full attention mm. and 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 especially in this day and age where so many of us get distracted by all the little notifications that we have that either come up on your phone mm-hmm. or on your smartwatch or just you know on the tv yeah. it's just things are constantly buzzing and taking our attention away and just just simply looking yeah and just being with the person because i think that you know what you're saying about smartphones and everything there's so many things that distract you and we're just so distracted all the time like our eyes are wandering around and how often do you kind of sit and you know and there's something to think about how often do you actually sit and just listen to someone you're talking to and actually look at them 
Mm. And just like actually look instead of thinking or looking around the room for the next thing you need to do or the thing after that, whatever it may be. Well, would you say though there is a limit before eye contact uh, too much? Is there is there such thing as too much eye contact? I think I know it's really hard to judge, but I think there is a point where it is a bit weird if you. No, it's not a bit weird. I feel that some eye contact, some breaking of eye contact is perfectly normal to kind of break away and look at other things. But for the most part, I think you want to, you know, looking people in the eye when you're talking to them and they're talking to you. Okay. All right. So the, the second thing that was really key in, in that we discussed was passionate communication. Uh, really, when, when, when we're talking, to really feel connected to our emotions and what we're saying and passionate communication comes off in two ways there's there's obviously having passion for what you're saying but then also being bold in your beliefs in your in your opinions yeah that's the word i'm thinking yeah opinions um so yeah but really really like owning them and not being timid in expressing how you really feel about something so an example would be uh, i love the chess one because chess is uh throughout all the ages has often been seen as a geeky sort of thing and uh, not that geeky is bad but the sense of like people tend to avoid what they think other people may not find interesting yeah uh, and, and really then to be if you're passionate then to speak passionately and also expressing why you actually love something not just simply to be just kind of blabbing on about it but actually expressing to people as to why you feel a way of things maybe there's a story behind it like you know maybe your grandfather taught you how to play chess mm. and that left an impression you know you really looked up to him as who he was as a character and you i'm just making this up here by the way guys so, so but no, maybe you really looked up to him and and you just it keeps uh, fond memories and it really instilled a set of principles and discipline in you you yeah. know just as an example yeah 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 i also think that <clears throat> i think it's something we touched on in our first episode but having opinions you know like having opinions about things be willing to to voice those opinions and being bold like you know whoever it be is think, think of an example of something i have an opinion about what am i thinking football football yeah <laughs> football <laughs> you know you know aj what do you how do you feel about football I'm not a big fan. Uh, I don't. I don't watch f football. I don't. Um, I don't mind. The thing is, I haven't played for a long time, but I don't mind playing football. But I've never been an observer of sports. Right. So he he doesn't like football, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but and that's fine to say that. You know, you might, I might be talking to uh, a guy or a girl who's football mad, and it's fine to disagree with people. I actually think it's healthy to disagree with people, and then it's interesting then to listen and understand what it is, why someone loves something, why they don't. Like, you know, an easy topic right now is Brexit, right? It's a very easy topic to talk to people about and be passionate about. Mm. I was out on a photo walk last week and we got talking about Brexit and it was a very, very passionate and bold conversation amongst about four or five of us happily talking about it and why we think it's a bad idea and what's going wrong and blah, blah, blah. But that's an easy one, right? Because for the most part, most of the people I know and I meet are very anti-Brexit. But also it can come down to things like fashion. Like I think, you know, I'm... I wouldn't say it was fashionable, but I'd say that the fashion industry is a very destructive industry. You know, it's really destroying the environment. I think it's one of the top three polluters in the world. And I feel that, you know, that's the way it is. Someone might completely disagree with me and say, you know, I don't agree. I think it does a lot of good and blah, blah, blah. And I'm happy to thrash that out and discuss that. And I'm willing to be bold in the conversation and willing to say things that people disagree with. But w would you not draw the line somewhere with that? Like, and say one could be perhaps too bold. 
one can be too bold but wait be too bold and and potentially put people off um you know in especially on a date scenario because i mean what you're talking about there was very much like you know at work or in mm. a networking sort of environment on a date scenario like or in you know in that sort of environment then perhaps speaking about brexit and and politics could be conceived as being perhaps maybe a little bit too antagonistic antagonistic maybe too polarized on yeah on a certain point yeah but i also think polarizing is good i think polarizing is good i've recently picked up a book on uh, aj's recommendation which is um models by mark mm. mason well and worth a read guys. Is, yeah it's a very good book actually and, women. and he talks about how you know his book's very much geared towards guys looking for girls and his his thing is is that you should polarize you should be mm. you know there's I think there's three types of women. There's unreceptive women who basically don't want to talk to you for whatever reason. That might be they're married or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. There's neutral women who they have no real opinion either way. And there's receptive women. And he said, you know, his belief is with neutral women, you need to polarize them in some way, which is kind of putting out who you are and what you're about and seeing if they either completely go against who you are and they're not down with your values or they are kind of in line with what your values are. And I think mm. this is where being bold in your conversation, being passionate as well, really allows people to go, oh, this is who this person is about and this is what they're not about, what they don't like, what they do like. Yeah, like what I'm what I'm uh, getting from that, um, David, is the sense that, that when we're passionate and we're speaking passionately, because often like the concern that arises is, oh, I'm going to say something and the other person may be upset. And actually it's understanding that, well, that's not a bad thing. Mm. If, if someone's, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's not the case that you want to be going out upsetting people, but polarizing is more the case that you are cutting a character out for yourself. You are a character. You have like boundaries. You have like a, you're, you have a, a definite outline of who you are. Mm. It's much easier to see you. You're no longer just like one of the many. You're, you're actually a unique person with unique opinions, ideals, values. And why would you say that that's that's a positive thing? Like pointing well, out that you are unique. Well, the the, the well, simply standing out. I think it's it's actually. And in fact, now that you mentioned Mark Mason, I believe he actually does say in that book, uh, it's uh, there's a case that not enough people have opinions on stuff. Yes. Uh, and amen. And, and uh, yeah. Preach, brother. Preach. <laughs> and so and so, it's a case of like, well, when if you're always agreeable and you're never you're never actually saying well actually this is how i feel or putting forward your personal perspective and often people don't really have opinions on stuff so even in the case of say like me um not watching football having an opinion on that mm. not just saying oh i don't like it but yeah. actually but yeah. actually expressing it and actually i mean I, I i can say what it was for me was when i was young uh and got, i moved schools and in the new school everyone knew about football and all the kids were collecting stickers and there were so many different stickers and so many different names i thought i'm never going to learn this <laughs> and so i i just i just thought no i just gave i just gave up there and i moved to basketball yes yeah but but the point is here is, is more the case of like really knowing yourself uh, as opposed to just being very bland and by being by by knowing yourself it's like it's like the difference between buying yeah it's like a difference between buying a suit from a just like any brand suit name mm. and buying a highly tailored suit a very yep. bespoke suit which is just tailor-made for you yeah it fits you it like it's just it, it stands out it's made from the better quality material it's this sort of stuff so when you really know why you think why you what you think then you really stand out yeah i think there's i really 
I really agree there. Like, you know, being the fact that you, standing out, I think, is one of the most important things when it comes to dating. You know, a lot of people kind of get hung up on, you know, in kind of conforming. And actually, I'd actually say it's the complete opposite. You really want to, you want to stand out and you want to be who you are through, you know, your passion and your boldness and your opinions and, and your beliefs as well. Mm. So moving on then, the, the next thing that we, we saw as being, or we thought of as being a really important topic, and we're really going to break this one down because it's not as, it's not as, um, it's not as straightforward, as simple as people, people would think, right? And it's listening. Mm. Uh, and the reason I'm laughing because listening most people think well listening it's I'm, just listening right I've got my ears I'm listening that's exactly what I was thinking yeah so it's just like yeah I've got two ears the noise goes in and uh, I hear it and then I'm listening but the uh, it's actually you know what it's actually one of the number one complaints from especially from women mm. but from people in general in conversations when people don't listen what often is the case is that they just feel like they haven't been heard and they then don't really build uh, a true connection. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing more. There's nothing more frustrating in a in an interaction. This could be work. It could be on a date you're on. It could be God. It could be with your partner. Like, what's the number one thing that you know your your girlfriend, your wife, your husband always complains about? Right? Is that is that people don't listen? Mm. Right? Especially men, we get this real bad rap that none of us ever listen about anything because we're all kind of you know too busy thinking about football <laughs> um but listening is, is is i'd say one of the most important skills you need for your life mm. 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 message <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no it, it generally is because i mean again this goes listening goes beyond dating uh and it's just like a general good life skill so what we wanted to share about listening is that there you people may have heard of like active listening this idea of li like listening in a particular way, mm. like really bringing your focus. And I know they talk about this active listening in uh, corporate environments a lot, and um, especially in like consulting or sales roles. So what would you say active listening is? Well, active listening uh, is a sense of really focusing on the, on what you're hearing in a particular way. Okay. So, so like listening. So what we, what we discussed before, uh, what rather what we came up with was that, that this, idea that first and foremost for most people they already have a model of listening like what we, we were saying like the already or was it, how do you say it the already the already always listening yeah the already it's, it's so you would say that's like a way of listening to someone around hearing them like what they're you almost start to make an assumption of what they're saying before yeah. you even said it so then active listening would be to be focusing like first and foremost, being aware that you may have a prejudice in how you're thinking about what they're saying. So you'd say it's like almost prejudiced listening to someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Often we already assume, right? We, well, I say, obviously I would just assume there. So often, often we already assume that we know what someone's gonna say, if, especially if we know them well, or especially if they fit into a certain archetype of, of character. So would you have like an example? An example could be, well, especially like Dave just mentioned about in relationships, mm -hmm. uh, especially with a partner who you've been seeing for a, for a long time, then the, their character develops and you feel, you get a sense that you feel like you already know how that person's going to talk. Mm. Like maybe it's, uh, it's the weekend and that's a day when you do the household chores and you know your partner tends to get upset around that time if you don't do your, your bit. And it's just a case of like, then it's easy to fall into a pattern of thinking, well, oh, 
she's upset because I haven't done this and then responding from that way. So it'd be like those kind of examples where, you know, you're at home with your with your girlfriend and she says, oh, have you taken the trash out? Mm. And the guy kind of responds with this kind of quite aggressive tone of like, oh, I'm going to do it in a minute. But all she's actually asked, the only questions she's asked there is, have you done it? Mm. She's not, she's not, you know, having a go. She's just asking the question, which is pretty reasonable. But he... His listening for her is that she's nagging, right? Mm. Before she's even said anything. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, so back to active listening. So active listening is like, well, actively listening is really bringing your focus and your attention to it. And why this is important on a date is because if you're, if for, especially for a lot of guys I know who walk into a date and they're already nervous, they're already feeling that they might have some hangups about their own dating ability their own confidence in who they are. And so then when they're sat across uh, from a woman or whomsoever, they already feel like that the other person is going to treat them like the last like date they were on, on the last dates and, and, and so on. Okay. And so in that sense, they're no longer present. So the idea of active listening is actually to be present to the other person mm. in such a way that you really hear the words that they're saying. Yeah, instead yeah. of make an assumption about what they're saying to you or mm. what those words mean to you. Yeah, like what you already think they're going to say and how you think people always interact with you. And so what we what we come up with was like three, three sort of steps to developing uh, this sense of active listening, which we'll go through now. So the first thing is to actually hear just the words, like to actually just hear the words that were said. So let's say like um, David just said there about uh, taking the trash out and and so actually just hearing what were the actual words that were actually, that were said mm. uh, and then so what was it, it was just like just can you take the trash yeah, out yeah have you have you taken the trash yeah, out yeah so have you taken the trash out right so then just hearing the words the second level behind that is then hearing the emotion so what like the emotion of what uh, what was said earlier with Dave was like the sort of a tone almost there was a, there was a bit of a uh, an angry tone or, yeah, have you or, taken the trash out? Yeah. Well, actually, but then there you go. See, I, I assume that perhaps it was an angry tone, but then really in the actual situation, what is the emotion? It could just be inquisitive. It could be maybe just, it could just be being inquisitive and wondering about it, right? Mm. Well, actually, no, if I, if I switch now to a different example, uh, a simpler one, and it's actually a, a really common one, uh, which is when you first meet someone and they say hello. And you can really glean a lot of information just by the way someone says hi. Yeah. Or, you know, how when you ask them, how, you do, how are you doing? And they answer, you can really get a lot about what's going on for a person. So the first step is, you know, what are the words? And they said, hi, they, you know, they said fine or I'm okay. And then you, you see what the emotions are behind the words. And the emotions can be quite telling. So, um, so, so like I, I did this, I did this exercise with David earlier. Um, He's always doing his exercise on me before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really not fair, you know. I'm like a little guinea pig here. And then I bring, then I bring it up on the podcast. (laughs) But it was stupid. But it was quite cool because um, uh, it really did work. So, so I asked David the simple question: How are you doing? He said, Hey, he was okay. Yeah, Yeah. he said, Oh, hey, how are you doing? I was like, Yeah, yeah, everything's everything's grand. So yeah, so there were the words, right? Everything, everything's grand, and then. The emotion, though, that I picked up with David was actually it was quite flat. So, mm. as my, and, and you'll notice now that when you go out and, you know, especially in the morning when you meet your, your colleagues at work or, uh, or, or whoever your partner um, and you ask them, how, you know, how was your, how, you know, good morning and how was your day and stuff. And they answer, you'll, you'll notice that 
most often actually people don't answer their emotion isn't in alignment with what they just answered with mm. yeah it's mostly it's actually you know sadly it's it's actually quite flat in most cases uh, people tend to be quite uh, flat in their emotion so then the so the first step was the word second step is the emotion and then the third the third step is well then if you've got the words and the emotion what is the underlying message so what i got for for david in this particular case was that as much as he was saying yeah everything was great and even though it was an example and he knew i was doing an example but he didn't know what i was up to um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it's uh, like getting a sense of what's actually going on for someone so then you're getting a whole picture that if because in most people they just went oh but that person said they were fine so they must be fine mm. but no that you can pick up a lot more just from paying attention to these three things so again that was you listen to the actual words that were said then you listen to what was the emotion behind the words and then you listen to the underlying message when you put all of that together yeah no it's a really powerful thing actually is i've started to i really actively do this with people a lot myself where you know i ask really simple questions especially like hey how are you doing especially not my close friends like hey how are you doing and then i'll kind of hit our first point eye contact mm. and you hear them and they go like hey how's things they're like yeah, yeah everything's great and you kind of think mm, that was a big lie mm. everything's not great and sometimes you let them you not let them talk but they talk on a bit more and then you kind of go ah oh, but are you sure that everything's all right like are you sure everything cool because you're actually you're actually interested right you care mm. yeah and that's actually our our fourth point which is taking an interest oh, damn i didn't mean to do that yeah, yeah. no but it's but it's true Segway. but that's the thing it's like it actually leads to this taking an interest because you when you're listening with this perspective then you're naturally having to care about what this person is saying well, I say natural, but you know, this is the fourth. The fourth point here is taking interest in the person but, and uh, caring about. But what about the times where you know someone says to you, "Yeah, they're," you know, you say, "How are you doing?" and they mm. say, "Yeah, I'm fine," and then you do say, "Oh, look, are you sure you're okay?" Mm. Isn't that kind of intruding on someone or kind of you know prying maybe? Mm, well, from a point of view of actually caring, then if like if it's if you're doing it for your own personal gain of uh, intruding <laughs> or trying to get or trying to get something mm. so for me in communication i always fall back on your intention mm. uh, and that's why with with any with anything that we say on the podcast or any tidbits of advice uh, it's always with the idea and the intention that you're developing yourself as an authentic person mm. uh, expressing and understanding and connecting with people so from the point of view of connecting and really caring from from the you know from in from from your I want to say your heart space, but yeah from that you know from your heart chakra yeah from the yeah from that deepness in soul from your soul. Mm. But but if you're really then naturally just from these methods, it's very clear and it's a good question actually because um, we often get uh, like uh, questions from guys who say you know they said something to a, they you know they introduce themselves to a to a, a woman. And they said, they, they, they said whatever they said, like, you know, they said, hi, they made a compliment and then they get brushed off mm. and then they really take that to heart. And, and one of the, one of the biggest uh, pieces of advice I always have for, for any man or any woman uh, as well, for who are out there, like, you know, putting themselves out there, being vulnerable and sharing themselves is always remember that your intention was never to offend the person. Yeah. So, so intention is always key, but you know, if your intention is to offend the person, and then they're offended. Don't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what that's what I would say about that, Dave. 
Yeah, I think it's really, you know, something that I really, I really care about people, mm. like the people around me, the people in my life, even the people I work with. Like I actually take a real interest in them as human beings because God, it makes everyone's life better. I just feel that, you know, in terms of having great conversation and also building a really genuine connection with people, being interested in them as human beings and what they, you know, what they love, what they're interested in, just makes life for you better and also for them. It makes the world a better place, like really out here making the world a better place. Mm. But how would you actually go about doing that? Because for, for a lot of people I know, especially um, some years ago when I was really kind of struggling in this area of communication and talking, was like, whoa, you know, how do, what, what, what questions do I ask? What do I say? Mm. Um, what's, what's the right thing? I, often, I, you know, I know that the question in my head back then was like, what's the, the right, right thing, thing to, to say? say? But like, do you have any advice around that? I think it's... Um... I think what the the key here, the really important thing has always been for me is that I'm willing to kind of talk freely and openly about myself and what I love doing and what I am passionate about. And also when I see someone talking with passion about what, what they do and what they enjoy, whatever it may be, you know, whether it be a woman I've met and she, she works in fashion and she's really, you know, she really loves her industry. And I really get sucked in by people's passion because I, as soon as someone starts talking to me in a, in a, in a passionate manner, like I'm interested. I'm like, oh, what do they do? That sounds really interesting. You know, and I start asking more and more questions like how do things work? Why is this the way it is? Oh, um, how do those two things fit together? Because I'm really listening, you know, and I'm putting the dots together and I'm also combining it with my, my own personal knowledge of that subject or other subjects. Like there's nothing more interesting to me when I meet someone and they do something or they're involved in something that I have no knowledge of at all. I'm like, well, wow, I don't know nothing about this. Like, I want to learn about this. Or in the case of, I've met people who from, from countries I've never been to, and I'm straight away like, oh, you're from there. Oh, I've never been there. I don't know anyone who's been there. Like, if I know the capital, then I may, you know, ask some questions. I'm like, what's life like? What's the food like? What are the people like? You know, I'm just really, you know, I'm, I'm really interested. Mm. So you're, you're trying to really understand who they are as well as conveying who you are. Yeah, actually, because that puts me, I guess, as someone who is really interested in the world, who I'd say, like, I personally really am, and I'm interested in people, and I'm interested in how things work and how things are and the history of things, you know? Mm. I say things and people and, and, and the world. Cool. I get that. All right. So the, the, final, the final thing we wanted to say is really something that's crucial in having a great conversation and it's it's actually letting go of control of the conversation and what this means is not going into a conversation like we've we, we have yes we've mentioned some very specific things that you can do but you know if you ever to observe us in a conversation it would be hard to discern when we were doing these things you know sometimes we'll be holding eye contact other times you may observe you know us asking a particular question or talk or, or or talking about our own self and and it's all just a medley of just having fun and being in the flow and so one of the key things in any interaction is to allow the interaction to unfold in in its own beautiful way and not trying to it's not yeah it's not like a, a work interview where you have like a set of questions and you must have the answer and it and it has to be done in five minutes and and you know it's not it's not one of those stress tests it's it's more a case of really enjoying and getting to know the other person and a dance it's a it's like it's a com the conversation is more of a dance so you're saying that you should 
you know, just for some of our listeners here, this might sound like an odd concept to be in a conversation and mm. not trying and kind of move the conversation in a certain direction. Like how do you how do you kind of kind of enter a conversation or go about in a conversation without kind of trying to move the conversation in a direction you want it to go? One of the biggest things I learned over the years, and it is quite, it seems tricky, is what I want to say. And so it, uh, it's one of those things that seems tricky, but w- what, what I've really learned over the years is to have an intention for what it is mm. when, I'm, when I'm having a conversation. So now for most, uh, for most people in the, in the dating scenario, it's like they want to connect with the person. They mm. want to like progress from a first date to a second date. They want to cre- create an ambience. Uh, maybe they want to, yeah, they want to make things more romantic. Mm. They want to get closer to the other person. They want, you know, so, um, so what I, what I have learned is just having in mind that this is where I'm, this is where I love the interaction to go. Mm. But then also being very clear about the fact that, you know, I'm also here to get to know someone. So it's inside of that by having an intention of like, okay, I'd like to take this further if you know, this person is someone that I really like to take this further with, then really having that in the back of my mind and and then letting the interaction, like just letting the interaction flow. Mm. Is that like a conversation just move in the winding ways through the valleys and the and the streams that conversation does move instead of trying to kind of drive it down a road. Sometimes how you feel with people when you're talking to them and they're, you know, they've got, like their checkpoints almost and it's like oh we've talked about work for long enough now now what are your hobbies mm. you know you move from what are your hobbies and someone's like okay what's your family like you know and he feels very contrived contrived yeah. yeah so i'm actually thinking like a good example was when i uh when i first met my my girlfriend so on so on um on, like so when we when we first met there was it wasn't actually a date and there was a point where there was a point where I realized like, you know, there could be something. And, and then I thought to myself, oh no, like I didn't actually come out here with the, uh, it, with the intention of this being a, like a romantic meeting or anything like that. So how was I going to now transition this interaction, which mm. was a friendly interaction friendly. into something uh, more romantic. And I like coming from my history of like de- being a dating coach and, and in the past having like certain strategies where we would teach guys about uh, physical like physical touching mm. and escalating by way of meaning like increasing touching and and all of these very like complex and and fiddly ideas to really be yeah fiddly because like when you're in the moment it's like how am i gonna i need to remember all of these things right and i remember thinking to myself like like oh no now I'm I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel stuck like because I'm no longer being present to the conversation and I've started strategizing in my head mm. and in that in that point because of what I just said about having the intention and then just letting go I I did exactly that I was just like oh you know what like let the let the conversation unfold in the right way and just be relaxed and just have the intention that this is where I would like it to go mm. but not being attached to it like not being like I must. I must like, you know, make this happen, but rather just being in a case of like, oh, this would be lovely. This would be nice. And let's just see where it goes. And so as the interaction unfolded, I actually relaxed and Mm. I was more attentive. I I was listening, I was communicating. We're having more laughs and and whatnot. Naturally I touched her. And then, and by the end of the night, you know, we, we kissed 
and it was it was all very it was all very natural and in, if anything it was far more spontaneous yeah because it wasn't like this paint by numbers approach it wasn't like you know i do this and i do that and and often people look for advice and the most advice that we find is reverse engineered yeah and by that like so for example if you read about body language there's a lot of reverse engineered body language online which all says like you know you have to lean in or you have to mirror the other person but what what i've discovered about a lot of body language advice is that they've watched people do something and then it's been assumed that you can reverse engineer it and then by reverse engineering it that you can then uh manipulate mm. manipulate it and perhaps some, in some cases it's possible but i've actually found that really when you're living it's far easier to just let go and let things unfold in a in a particular way with with the right intention yeah Okay, yeah. So that's 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 all our points. I just think it'd be a good point here to just wrap up on what the the five secrets to great conversation is. Um, we feel like eye contact is one. Talking with passion and being willing to be bold and polarizing is two. Listening and listening kind of breaks down into not having a kind of assumption of how someone's going to be speaking, but also just listening to their words and listening to the, the message and the emotion that's behind that. The full thing being taking an interest in the person and really caring about them and responding from a point of view of consideration for that person. And the final thing is letting go of control of the conversation. So yeah, that's that's perfect. So we've kind of today we've we've after speaking to some of our listeners, um, we felt that'd be really good to give people an action to kind of take away. They can mm. go away and try out for themselves and get back to us about how that works out for them. Yeah. So in, in this episode, we the action that we suggest people go out and try is the active listening that we recommended. So the three levels, again, was listening to the words people say, the emotion behind it, and then what's the underlying message. So the the task, the challenge. Challenge. The, the challenge. The challenge. Challenge you, if you so may take it. If you so wish to undertake this mission, it will be to, to go out and when, you, when you're talking to people, to pay attention, uh, not just to what they're saying then, but to these additional two layers, the emotions, and then what's the underlying message? And you'd be surprised what you can glean from someone just from a few words and how they say hello. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an awesome exercise to do. And I highly recommend going out and just, whether it be that you are doing it at work or you do it with your family. This is a really interesting one to do with your family. Mm. Um, you know, people you know very well and people you don't know so well. But just, you know, take some time to really listen to what they say. It may even mean that you respond slightly, you know, take a, bit, a few more seconds to respond. But just take that time. And we'd love to really hear about how that goes for you. Yeah. Like what kind of response do you get? What sort of emotion comes up for you as well around listening in such a way? So, yes, we'd love to hear back about how you get on the challenge or any questions you have for us. We feel like the best place really to contact us is Instagram. Like we're really active on Instagram. So it's one of the platforms we really love. But also you can get in contact us via our website. Or you could just email us at hello at authenticdatingseries.com. Or what else is there? Oh, no. Also, and if you've really enjoyed the episode, go and subscribe on iTunes because it's like a, it's awesome for us to see more and more subscribers. But also to, to um, leave a review, you know, and share with your friends and family who could really benefit from what we're saying because we're really trying to just put a message out in the world of, you know, that dating doesn't have to be hard. Dating can be really just open and honest and, and authentic. <laughs>